Yes. Welcome, everybody, to another excellente, excellent episode of the X1 Bros. My name is X1 the Gamer. As always, I am joined by George the Man and Mr. McSpicy. George Hello. the Man. Hello. Welcome to this gratuitous Friday. Gratuitous. Yes. Yes. Well, good to be here, David. Big news this week. Why is it gratuitous? Another so. bit. I'm just grateful for Friday. Oh, okay. really? Me too. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, big news this week. Oh, by the way, I played Trek to Yomi last week. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That game is beautiful. I think it's one of the best cinematic games. It's cool. In I don't know a while. It makes me want to go back to our black and white phase. <laughs> no, yeah, we no, had no, a no, podcast no, no, no. black yeah, and white yeah. phase. That's correct. Don't do that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it was that was our artistic phase, uh, yeah. our emo artistic phase. Yeah, that's that was our no it, emo phase. and it's not even the black and white. I, you, that game could be color. I think the black and white adds to it. What it is is, it's just the way like you come down with your player, and in the foreground you've got blurred out vegetation, and in the background it's blurred out. And it's just focused on this guy, mm. and the way you move around and trek to Yomi, very very cool. Now. I will admit, I think that the fighting does get stale after a while. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still having a blast yeah. with it, though. And there's kind of some cheeses that you can do. For instance, if you run and just strike. In other words, like if you run towards the player and just stick your sword out, you just one kill. You one kill a lot of the bad guys that mm. way. Um, but it's more of a journey game than a combat game. It is. In fact, if we pull up some gameplay, it, yeah, it I can pull up some it, and I well, can show you. It's it's it's, it's it's the way you described it is it, it's it's, it's really s- interesting how you as the player character and the camera interacts with this environment because it's not like just a straight side scroller. There's there's it's it's really well. Uh, how would you say? Cinematically, yeah, like there's a cinematically designed. Yeah, there's a forward to tell their story. There's a forward and a back, uh, and not just the left and right. Yeah, and the way they move their camera, whoever whoever designed it this way, well done. I would like to see other games done like this. Yeah, all right, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, Actually, and so you can see this. here we're wa- we're watching it live. Uh, if you're on Spotify, you can also watch it on video as well. YouTube.com forward slash X One Bros. Come and check it out now. So this is just this is now this is your standard side. But if you notice, see like he he turns up there into the side of the mountain, comes back down. It's just beautiful, and the way the camera moves like that, it's it's cool. It's very very and cool. See, and then he can go and he can go back, back to the yeah, village to the village there. Area. It's he's running. This dude is running a lot. He likes to run. Apparently, that ah, looks very very good. Like look, and then like see they use and see as he's moving forward how the. Camera slowly pans up there. Yeah. It's, it's well, beautiful. and I mean the setting alone helps. I mean, oh, this every, everybody likes samurai. Yeah, who doesn't? You know, who doesn't? Particularly when you like are just a kid samurai, and then you become a badass man, and you become a man <laughs> samurai. Man, so is this like the story of a the journey of a young boy becoming? Yeah, a man? what we're watching here is the very very beginning of, oh, of the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely beautiful. If you've not checked it out, it is on Game Pass. I yeah, great grab. I I do admit the fighting does get a little repetitive, but I but that doesn't take away the enjoyment for it for me because of how like look how good that looks. Just how fantastic, fantastic well, art like, direction. The destruction that's going on in the background dynamically while you fight is super cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think there'd be like set pieces in in yeah. these types of games, but it's it's really it's good looking game. You, you would like it, Mark. I'm yeah, gonna have to would, play it. You would I like it. I haven't yeah. had a lot of time to after play this you game. after you play uh, River Loot River. 
Is that what it is? Loot River. Oh yeah, did you ever play Loot River? Yeah, have you not played that yet? The oh game no, yeah, ago? I haven't. No, I want it. It's downloaded. Yeah. yeah. You want to know what game I've been getting really into again lately too? Is Red Dead Redemption. I I think it might be playing it a second time. I think it might be one of the best open worlds created ever. It's it's that oh, good. Yeah, no, it's the good. first time I powered through the main story. And so I didn't I didn't take my time like I did in the first Red Dead Redemption. And so the second time, I know it happens in the main story, no big deal. So I'm really taking my time and exploring and it does things to me, man. Well, it makes sense because what other game have we had that's Rockstar open world that is as modern as that? That's Yeah. as far as the engine that's and That's a great point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean it would make sense that that's the best one. Yeah, I, I mean they did they did a fantastic job with it. And the side stories and the way that that they interact with you. It's it's a shame because when you play online, it doesn't. The world does not feel as alive. No, it doesn't. I was just about to say the reason you probably like it so much is because Rockstar, I think, hands down, is the best at this, in my opinion. But whether it's Grand Theft Auto Five or Red Dead Two or any of their games, making the world feel alive. Feel yeah, they're, alive. they're like they're it. King for it sure. feels like there's a full ecosystem in there. We had high hopes for Cyberpunk, but uh, that yeah. uh, kind of. Did I see that we're going to make a cyberpunk TV series now? I think I saw that today. Or some rumors around that. Chat can correct me, but... And I thought to myself, self? Well, I, mean, I mean, there's really no story to ruin in cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, it might be okay. Isn't it, isn't it basically Blade Runner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story is pretty decent, like with uh, Silverhand and... Johnny. Yeah, with how... I mean, the overall story was... I thought I enjoyed the overall story. It was the problem was everything else. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean to put it lightly, it was the in betweens kind of got repetitive. Some of the mechanics were not all the way there. I th- I felt you got overpowered a little too quickly for mm. uh, for an RPG game. Uh, the world didn't Feel seem. Yeah. A, the map was amazing. The the actual like how you make the world that map come alive failed a little bit. Yeah. But, and, and and of course, you couldn't play it on the system they sold it on, or one of them, <laughs> yeah, which cool, yeah. made it difficult to enjoy that game. So, th- I mean, it had some faults. But as far as the story, I it was... They could have done the story better. Like, the whole beginning, the tutorial, if you want to call it that, could have been much more gameplay. But instead, I, feel, I felt like they rushed the beginning of the yeah, game. Yeah, they did a montage. The, yeah, a montage. And I don't think in an RPG... You need a montage. You you are the montage. Yeah, you can progress your character. At, you know, I I I felt like some things were rushed and actually. I felt well, it's like, like we said before. Rushed. Cyberpunk has the soul of a good game. It just doesn't have. I don't know the bones yeah. of a good. Yeah, just. And that I mean, what other what other what other open world game? I guess we have the Assassin Creed that have come out since Rockstar. So I guess we do have some Ubisoft hitters. Yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, Ubisoft makes fun games that I play, but even taking their latest one, Far Cry 6, which we had a lot of fun with, especially cooperatively, the world still doesn't feel as, like, Rockstar definitely feels a step up. Yeah. I would say, in my opinion, and I might be biased because this is my favorite game ever, but I would say The Witcher 3 comes close, if not reaches that bar. If it doesn't reach that bar, it comes close to that bar. Yeah, I watched a bunch of videos. And I was like, well, what does everybody else say about this? Because as I was playing, I was like, man, this is so good. 
And so I looked up like best open world open world games of all time. And Red Dead Redemption 2 is always in the running in everybody's video. Witcher 3 is always in the running. Both of those are always in the top five. Uh, I've never seen anyone put Red Dead Redemption 2 number one. Everyone, not everyone, a lot of people have put Witcher 3 number one. Uh, yeah. And the thing that they always put with it, now, now I'm, I think it's a little biased because I think the game is so good that they attribute what's so good about that game to the open world. I'm just talking strictly open world. Uh, but yeah, every, and everybody says that. Now, I never played the DLC. I Hell, I restarted that game how many times? Yeah, but, you've just played the bloody But Baron one thing that really stands out is player... Uh, a lot of people who are like going through and analyzing and making these videos, a lot of them say Witcher 3, best DLC of all time. Well, yeah, I mean, the Heart and Stones was 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 really good. I mean, it was it took place in the same world. Uh, you had extra quests. You had a really good storyline. Uh, but I think the one that they're probably, what puts it over the edge is uh, Blood and Wine, because you go to Toussaint, and that is a cool place. Yeah. And why it's so cool is because you're, you're used to a world... Dark of, in of war. yeah of, in war like you're in a war torn world and then you go to Toussaint which is this like it's it's Italy right it's flowers everywhere wineries you know and the storyline is still really good you have you know so and their DLCs are essentially a whole new game like those they're they're not deal they're expansions you know yeah like they're but okay so as a game top top tier maybe best RPG of all time at least argue at the very least arguably mm -hmm. one of the top of all time. But if we were to just extract that out and you just go world versus world, not main character, not story, do you think The Witcher 3 world building is better than I, Red Dead Redemption 2 I or think, not? I think they're close. It's hard to say. because one is, one is more dated. Witcher 3 is more dated. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, The Witcher 3 did cool things in the sense of if you helped a person here... Uh, the town would come back, or 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 stuff. You know, well, so you come back later, and something would do that. Red Dead Two did that too, quite well, a bit. So Red Dead, I think, does a better job at like dynamic things within the world. Okay. Like for example, I'm yeah. riding through a swamp, and all of a sudden, I see these guys trying to bury someone alive, and then it starts this huge fight, and then now this gang is mad at me. You know, I think Rockstar does that really well. Um, the Witcher really didn't have too many dynamic events. I, I mean, I guess Red Dead Redemption would probably be like a slight cut above Witcher 3. I think mm. where Witcher 3 for world. has... No, we're, we're, for world, We're yeah. just talking yeah. wo the world. Not the quest or not anything. The, not the entire. See, and I think that's game. where Witcher 3's strength is, is the their quest. intertwining quests. Because the closest thing to a dynamic event in Witcher 3 would be like what I said. You would go and hunt a monster, and then the townspeople would be like, oh, thanks for saving our town, and then you come back to that town later, and it's rebuilt back up, which is cool, and it makes you feel like you're, you know, and then, a, you, so, but that those are not necessarily dynamic because they're probably set points on the map, whereas, I mean, I was just riding along, and all of a sudden there was this crazy lady in an outhouse chained up, and help I had me, to figure me. out why. And when you go back, her dead so, body is. Yeah, and there. you're like, it was. And then they have, you know, like they're like stagecoaches being robbed in front of you, yeah. and, and they're chasing, and they and the, it has nothing to do with your storyline. Yeah. But stuff like that happens quite frequently. They had the like the aliens, right? If yeah, you were at the church. At so a part, okay, you know, on so. the alien thing, does it ever come back? Because that's the part I just got to. That part, 
And I go in because the first time around, I missed it completely. I don't know mm-hmm. how I missed it, but I missed mm-hmm. it. There's I so many things you miss. In that yeah, game. I didn't There's do it properly. Cool. So this time I made sure I was like, okay, here's the here's the church. I know aliens come here. And then sure enough, the lights came above the thing, but it wasn't like it was close. I couldn't so really see the UFO. I, so I saw the you see the UFO if you look. But up. I know on all the rocks because you can collect the rock etchings, and they all they have those scenes of aliens. I have seen the UFO twice. That's as many oh, you've times seen it as twice. Seen it. Yeah. Where's the second time that you saw Up it? Up in the mountains. Oh, okay. Remember in Red Dead One when you saw Bigfoot? Yeah. That was yeah. that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. See, I almost feel like Red Dead One had more of that. What would you say? I don't want to say fun stuff, but no, Red Dead One y- y- was a lighter tone. Yeah. Yeah. Red Dead Two is more see, I, grounded. I think, like, for the next Grand Theft Auto or whatever, I think if you can find the perfect mix between, like, the silliness of a Grand Theft Auto and that seriousness of a Red Dead 2. Yeah, me, I mean, I know they're totally different. And then you'd have but, Witcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I actually think, overall, Red Dead 1 was a better experience than Red Dead 2 because of that. I think Rockstar went a little too serious with Red Dead 2. It was a little too heavy. Which was... Whereas, Rocks, whereas Red Dead 1... Had that Grand Theft Auto, really funny side quests, hilarious things happening, hilarious characters. Red Dead Two, not really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, ha- I mean, they had some quirky characters, but for the most part, it's all very heavy. Well, I think I think Red Dead One had more unique characters, but that's because they were outlandish. Whereas, I bet you you could only off the top of your head, real quick, maybe name three or four characters from Red Dead Two. I don't know. I don't know. I can. I, I mean, I. It's been a while since I've played, but I remember the characters quite, quite good. I only remember like two or three. No. Well. You. I mean, you have the whole campsite. Arthur, like, let's Dutch. talk about. Yeah, the but that's campsite. what I'll say. There, I don't feel like any of them were super unique and memorable. Like there was Dutch. Well, who and was the Native really Americans memorable. that you helped along the way. There's, there's a lot of really good stories. There was there. The, the son. Yeah, the yeah. son had a good story. And or then, wait, was it the son or the father? And then, I, I mean, even the characters that weren't on screen for very long, like the electricity guy, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but the guy was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, But still, don't you feel that that's wrapped in, like, a heavy tone? It was like... Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. I, I'm a, yeah, I agree with that, but... And, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I think Red Dead 2 had some great characters... Even on the like the plantation, the ladies that the lady that was there, like I remember all these characters. Granted, I'm old and I have a terrible memory and I can't remember their names, but I still remember the experience. The experience. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, you're. Yeah. When when rocks and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in Witcher because Witcher is the same thing. They they have really really good character development. There's there's side quest characters that I like a lot more uh, in Witcher. As a side quest character and the things that they had to do, you know, you, you delve into it. But, I mean, I think we're talking about really, really two great games with character development. Yeah, you know, I was talking about like Red Dead, Dead 1. Red Dead 1 versus well, yeah. Red Dead 2, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and what are you... I think I, both games... No, no, I was saying... Really I was, remembering I was saying game. I feel like Red Dead 1 had more unique characters. Like, See, I don't know. It's I don't Well, know. for instance, here's, here's an example. I think more zany characters. Yeah, but I think... But that Jordan's saying that's what, makes yeah, that's what makes them unique. unique. Like I, the guy that jumped off the cliff. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Right, brother. Guy, remember even the guy that. Yeah, <laughs> remember even the guy that everybody online thought was your father in the top hat that you would just read the mysterious man. Yeah, but I mean, Red Red Sid. Dead Two had that too. Just no, they didn't. 
they had the the zany characters weren't the main characters. Yeah, Whereas yeah. in Red Dead One, many of the main characters were the zany characters. Al- Alvarez down in uh, Mexico, that guy. Oh, yeah. The first time you meet that guy, he ended up being a jerk. Yeah, there's so. I remember one time, and I, I don't I don't know if anyone else experienced this, but I remember one time going through what's that Saint. Louis, I don't know that place. Uh, San Denis. The New Orleans place. Yeah, San Denis. San Denis, yeah. I remember just walking through town, like, you know, just enjoying the world. And then a, like, railroad riot took place. And they all started killing everybody and then running towards me. Yeah, but me. That's, that's a dynamic event. You're not, like, attached to any of those characters. I got attached to those characters because <laughs> I understand. <laughs> uh, but I, and even the doctor in San Denis, like, uh. you know, they're... They, I think Rockstar has a lot of characters, and they portray them very well. They're just, I don't know why you have that uh, that opinion. Actually, I th- I really feel like Red Dead well, it, did it, a really good job. No, at, no, I'm not saying they did a bad job. I just i i like the u- i like the uniqueness of the flamboyance of the Red Dead One. Characters. I think well, that's why I think, I think the tone of Red Dead Two was more grounded, and I think it makes it while still top tier great. I think I prefer Red Dead One because it was. More they they, t- they took more of a silly tone, less of a serious tone. Well, it had its serious moments, but it was more like a Grand Theft Auto Five. Right? That's why I'm saying if if they could just combine the two, but you know, see, but they have I mean, a serious tone and then have a mission with Brucey. You, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like with Grand Theft with Grand Theft Auto, you have just the very nature of the game. It's like. You're, the world is an what do they call it an elastic world where it's like just it's just Brucey is the prime example. <laughs> he is just such a funny character. He's, that character doesn't exist in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas all the characters in Red Dead Two could exist in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. That's well, what I'm that's saying. What it's saying, it's yeah. more grounded. Yeah, Red Dead Two is I, definitely more grounded. But I think that that does it a slight disservice. I think the magic potion for Rockstar is that Grand Theft Auto vibe, that feel of not being afraid to be silly. Yeah, that's so subjective, though. Like, I, th- I feel like I like Red Dead 2 because of the seriousness, and I mm. like Grand Theft Auto because of the zaniness. No, but which do you prefer, Red Dead 2 or Red Dead 1? Both. No, uh, no, you have to pick one. Which, one's, which one do you prefer? But see... I mean, I like the zany characters in one, but I like I like the <laughs> see. And that's why if you can two. combine the two, you know. Yeah, I, what I, I don't know. I don't know how to say well, that I, they're two. Yes, they're in the same kind of world. They're sequels. Here, but I like them both. I don't know how. To I think that. one. I think while two had a good story, and it was the prequel and how John Marston became John Marston. I think one story was more memorable. And I think the reason it was more memorable is because of the characters along the way. They did have that flamboyance that well, so didn't what, exist in, which, see, in Red I, Dead I actually don't know which story I would prefer. Because, you know so I mean? Because Arthur was a cool character, and I, like, especially towards the end when stuff started happening to him, like, you no, the feel way for they, him. the way they bring those together, you know it's, like, I mean? yeah. it's like, whoa. It's really good. Whoa. I just... I, but I, even, even the bad... Like, the bad guy... So the bad guy in one... And spoilers, if you've not played it, you might want to turn this off, because yeah, I'm about to... For the next, like, two minutes. I'm about to, I'm about to spoil it. It's, but, it is an old game, but yeah. why haven't you played this game? But yet? in but, one, when John Mar- with the Pinkertons are following him, even the main guy in Pinkerton, I think, was super... Super memorable, like you hate him in a unique way where you don't hate 
and I forget the guy's name in Red Dead Two. Uh, basically, the tra- the Trevor of Red Dead Two. That's the oh yeah, the one that you go through town killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh tra- yeah, that was see that was awesome. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like Trevor's great grandfather. <laughs> Great great grandfather. Oh, yeah, he's you just got start the killing yeah, everybody. He's, he's, the all, he's got the so white guns. he's got the white hat. So the when mustache, you fight yeah. him, it is like this epic moment, but when the when and and super cool, super memorable, and then you become John Marston in two. But when you die as John Marston in one, and you don't expect it because you go into red mode and you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna murder all these. Yeah, that guys. was that was a surprise. And then you die, and then it comes back like after credits kind of come back. And you're the son, and you go and murder that dude who's While just he's fishing. fishing. Like that is a good balance, is what you're saying to have zany but serious moments. Yeah, that was just more. They, I feel like they found a better balance. Now that's like a, it's like a nine point eight versus a ten. Like they're right there, oh, yeah, neck yeah. and neck. Well, see, and that could be a, just a personal. It could preference. be. It could be. It could be. Well, I, I just that's what I'm. Saying. But I'm saying I, for me. That's I prefer. Pre- yeah, I, I think what happened is Red Dead Redemption was a new game, so you had a lot of Rockstar developers and storytellers, or not Rockstar, um, Grand Theft Auto developers and storytellers on Red Dead One. Well, I think when went, you moved, they went with what they knew. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. when you moved to Red Dead Two, it went a little bit in a different direction, less Grand Theft Auto. I think what Grand Theft Auto does so well is what Red Dead One did, right? Like it. it it has this fun factor to yeah, it. Fun. Red Dead Redemption was very grounded, very very serious. Red Dead Two, I mean. Yeah, Red Dead Two. Whereas well, I, to say, I preferred, that, I preferred one, uh, story wise. I don't, I don't know if I don't know because the story in Red Dead Two, I really like how they pulled, like just all the stuff like, together. Well, for example, I'm gonna say something for those of you that have played Red Dead Two. This is a spoiler, so so go away for a yeah, few minutes. We're still ready. we're still, still spoiling. Yeah, yeah three, two, spoiling. one. Here it is. Spoiling. I I actually really enjoyed how by the end of Red Dead Two, you you kind of start to realize that Red Dead Two was a story about John Marston through the oh, eyes know, of true. Arthur Morgan. No, you true. know what I mean? And it's that true. was that that was really cool. They did that really well. And uh, I will admit, they got me so attached to my horse, I was pissed when <laughs> we don't want to mention that. Yeah, that I was, don't want to start crying. That on was stream. terrible. <laughs> Trigger, but uh, yeah. Trigger you're gonna make I, you cry. It's almost it's almost like I like that deep storytelling, but I just need a I need a Seth character in there too. Yes, you know what I mean? Like, the guy that just the digs s- up bodies. I, you know I need I mean? a snake oil. Is salesman. it Seth or Sid or it's something like that? So, you but guys, they you tried know. to do that. So for instance, they had the Reverend in Red Dead Two who was drunk and like just this pitiful character. But again, it was it was masked in this heavy. He has this heavy feel to him. Uh, they did it with even the German loan shark that you're working for. He's a little bit zany, but again, very heavy. Seth had no heaviness to him. Weird. Yeah, he was great. Super weird. Even the snake oil salesman. Snake oil salesman. Super weird. Uh, zany. That character. That kind of character isn't really a part of the main story in two. Two is very, very grounded. Yeah. And I think the. Sweet- but I mean, I I think there's strength in that. It's it's hard to say. I, I just, I I like my seriousness, but I like my Brucey characters. You know, yeah. and I wish they could just bring them <laughs> with marry the shark them together. testosterone yeah. that he drinks. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you the part that gets me into. Well, and I like the Packy part- and all the uh, the Irish family and all. They're like Grand Theft Auto makes some pretty cool characters. Yeah. 
And, yeah. Yeah. But, but and, and, see, and I think a those little bit of that over, yeah, over they the, had that in one and I think they went away from it in two. Yeah, well because I think that they I mean, that's a style artistic choice. Well yeah, yeah. They yeah. they totally wanted to do a western. That, I mean like a legit western. Yeah, uh, the music is fantastic. Too. Yeah. The one thing I I really wish they would have done and I think I I almost wonder if they were held back by going with that grounded reality. I wish they would have made a Undead Nightmare 2. Yeah. That is one of the greatest DLCs I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. Rumor is that uh, Rockstar is making a Red Dead 1 remastered. That would be awesome. If yeah. it looked like that. Yeah. If it was, if it had this, these mechanics, this world. Red Dead 2, though, I think world is the best world that I've been in. Like, it is awesome. No, I, I agree. Going back and replaying it this time, instead of powering through the story and enjoying the world a little bit more, doing more side quests, going out of my way to do those, uh, the world. The world building well, is, I feel is like, really good. I mean, I'm no game designer, but I feel like an old game like this is a lot easier to create because of the openness of the world. Whereas, like, you look at even like a cyberpunk map, where one of the reasons it's, I thought cyberpunk was so world. great, yeah, yeah, was so great, is because many of those buildings you see, you can go in and they yeah. have unique characteristics. Uh, with with like a Grand Theft Auto, you have all these cool outside buildings that you can't go into. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like they have an advantage with older games because of the... And by older, you mean uh, time period. Time period. Time Although, period, do you yes. think, you know, coming from the other direction, do you think it could be harder because there's less spaces to make it feel alive? And I think that's where Rockstar excels in all of yeah. their games. Because Red Dead, I agree with you, David, I think it's one of the most... A live feeling worlds. I think The Witcher Three does come close, but I will worldwise give the edge to Red Dead because even just walking through the plains, you see the buffalo herds go across well, see, and how the, you can interact yeah. with them. And that's the dynamic and, you know, stuff yeah. that Rockstar is great. Yeah. At. So, yeah, I don't. I I feel like the next iteration of Rockstar's like whatever we get, it's gonna be amazing. Grand Theft Auto Six, for example, yeah. is going to blow our mind. Now, with Grand Theft Auto Six, do you? want to stay single character storyline or do you want to continue with multiple story character playability that's a hard like question five. that's a hard question for me because i think you can tell a better story like in arthur's case in red dead following just one character but what grand theft auto grand theft auto 5 did Level design wise, with three characters, I, I use this as an example. When you're when you're hijacking one of the buildings, uh, you you start out as Michael coming in with the helicopter, so you do a flying scene. Then you start out as Trevor going in. Then you switch over to uh, um, uh, Franklin being a sniper. Like the way they incorporate that into their gameplay was top notch. Yeah, I think I think with uh, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. I think with how Rockstar does it, I'm good either way. Either way. Yeah. Either way. I think you. I think. As long How as they, they tell main... it, each character is my single player when I play as them. Mm, yeah, that's I, a good point. Granted, I but didn't I, you ha I didn't, like more than yeah, others? Yeah, didn't you feel some were weaker though? And it, that's but the, probably because you're spreading your you know. But they did that on purpose. Michael was the brain. Franklin was the driver. Trevor was the helicopter guy. pilot that <laughs> the, was, and they all had very different personalities. Trevor was the enforcer. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they had very different personalities. <laughs> I, I, and I preferred Trevor over everybody because of how chaotic he was, but I didn't mind playing as Franklin during uh, driving scenes because he has abilities as the driver, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I feel like 
and story-wise, I, I enjoyed it. I, I feel like Rockstar really does a good job at taking you through each character, how how they did it. I feel I'm indifferent. I think it could be good either way. Yeah, psychotic, See, I don't know. I just Psychotic in chat says, I'm good either way as well, uh, though I'd like to be my own character with a set voice actor like Cyberpunk. So that, I don't know if they could tell as good as a story. Like, imagine being Arthur Morgan, for example, but not being Arthur Morgan. It's it's like with Mass Effect. I really, really, really like playing as the main character in that game because everybody knows Commander Shepard and everybody I know his face. I know even though they let you change the character model and the to voice. To Mark Shepard. Yeah, to Mark Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. But I would play it as the generic version because that's the character that I know. That's you know, and, and it. I don't know how how to explain it, but it's easier to be a, a, a set character to experience that versus your own. I mean, there are instances where and games where having your own character is fun, and you know you are role playing as as yourself or how whatever you want to be. Samuel Jackson, for example, if you want to be Samuel Jackson, I, whoever you want to be. But to to just the immersiveness of having a set character is far more powerful i think in a game than having those kind of controls yeah if that yeah. makes sense so i would no, i would disagree with that comment um in my opinion andrew kulinane uh, says red dead 1 was fun red dead 2 was more real uh, Captain Obvious says, I'm still playing Red Dead 2. No spoilers, please. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, man. Hopefully, sorry. Captain Obvious, apologize. Oh, we, we, we told him beforehand. So yeah. Brian, uh, Brian F. says, I like Red Dead 1 story much better. My favorite story ever in a game. And Blake Densley says, your crazy story in Red Dead Redemption 2 is much better. And so it might be, <laughs> there you go. It's maybe subjective there. But good discussion either way. Either way, I mean, we are talking about top tier, top tier worlds ever. Mm -hmm. Like like just what we see with Unreal Engine 5, the, and they, granted those are tech demos, so we never get what a tech demo is, but worlds are about to go to places we've never seen before. Well, yeah. depending on who's behind the helm. Yeah, depending, depending on who's, on behind, who's behind, behind the helm. The helm. Yes. What's interesting is I, I thought I read somewhere that the modding community is working on Red Dead 2 as the new like no pixel um, that would be world. that would be really that cool. would be badass. Yeah, because so, everybody wants to be a cowboy. Yeah, so yeah. that they're working on creating an engine based on you know that game's engine to create a role playing server. Uh, I think there's iterations out, but it's still being fine tuned for. Yeah, if they could do that, I mean, I know I've seen um, different YouTubers mess around with certain servers, but it's not it's not what Grand Theft Auto is mm -hmm. even close yet. Uh but yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Now, but may, and maybe what, may, maybe the mistake that Red Dead Redemption Two made. Granted, you're in this you're in this area where you don't want to take away from your money maker, which is GTA Online. But they they maintained that seriousness in online Red Dead Online, and I think that's that hurts it. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen like Hot Wheels and, DLC. And, yeah, well, yeah, I, I mean, keep going was, back to this. Know, at Christmas or, time, yeah. at Christmas time, they made it snow. Whoopty shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's still. Yeah. I mean, have Santa fly across. Yeah, or like something, why can't you know? I? Why can't I earn Santa's sleigh? You know what I mean? Like yeah, as your carriage, it's all like yeah, Christmas as your carriage, out, and then cool. have reindeer and stuff. That's what GTA Online lets you well, do. And you would argue that that adds to making the world feel alive. 
because yeah. they're following the events of the real world, you know. But I mean, that's what they're they they took the artistic direction that way. That's just how that world is. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. What rock stars should do uh, if they want to make as much money as possible is create your own modded community, like oh, give yeah. tools. Then you would have all those to yeah. have those kinds of like no pixel servers out there yeah. to make it more accessible. Give them. All these options that you don't have to custom code and stuff like that. Could you? Uh, that is the next MMO. Like that is when you have that, like a role playing server. Oh man! Well, With imagine if you power. had mods and Red Dead Online. Then a Christmas event could be hunt down Santa. <laughs> <laughs> well, how you? Yeah. But have Santa be like some weird some guy Santa that broke like into jail Eddie, and like the Eddie Murphy Santa. Have you seen that on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yeah. Me and Santa are a lot alike. <laughs> we both sneak into your house late at night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, good discussion. Let's get to. So you're playing. So all this yeah. was because you're going through Red Dead Two again, and I'm going through it in a very slow. I'm just at joint. Here's the thing. After I have a job that is mentally. Exhausting. Yeah. And at night, if a game is too much work, I just can't I can't get behind it. I can't do it. But I can just jump into Red Dead and do whatever I want. Just ride around. And that's what I've been doing. I just yeah. ride I'm not even progressing the story at this point. I'm riding around just like, oh, I want to go see over here. Ooh, look, this is really pretty. Ooh, listen to the sounds. Like it's just yeah. very relaxing. The world is good. Before we move on, can I can I just say why Rockstar is a top tier developer? Why? Just we're watching this scene uh, of them just going through a. It's, it's like basically a it's, it's just a mission, yeah. yeah. But but what happens is just I, I'm just watching it and thinking. I used to think. I mean, I still do think this. I think Naughty Dog has some of the best animators in the business. Yeah. But I think they're getting a run for their money with Rockstar because these animations, the way it goes from a, a cinematic scene to gameplay, they're outside. It's raining. Mud's getting on their clothes. I was telling you this before the show. Small details matter because small details add up to an overall picture. Yeah, it's true. And, and I, that is part of the reason this game was good and why the world feels so alive because of just the animation. Just everything. Everything comes together beautifully. Agreed. Animation's very important. Very important. And Rockstar, honestly, they have always been pushing the envelope oh, uh, yeah. with how good. Well, that's the power of in-game in engine cinematics mm -hmm. because you can... There's the top hat, dude. There he is. Oh, like, okay. like so Sony, Easter Sony games. Sony games are known for this. How it flawlessly goes from a cinematic cutscene back into gameplay with no hitches at all, and and Rockstar's doing that. I mean, they're so remind me here. So so sorry. On screen, everybody, we have the fight just ended here, and the top hat guy's there. This is the top hat guy that's in number one that a lot of people think represent the mysterious man. Yeah, the well, mysterious I, man. I don't think it's the same dude. It is the same guy. No, I don't think so. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. The debate. That is that is the mysterious man. Okay. But but I don't remember. Do they close him off? In the, they don't close him off. No, he's a mystery. He's the mysterious man. Well, but see, John Marston would, if you notice, John Marston never interacts with him. Interesting. John Marston would never know him. What if it's like the sixth sense where he's like he's just a dead. dead person? He's dead. No he's one, really not in this no scene else, either. If you look, no other characters <laughs> looking They're at him. They're not acknowledging him? Or yeah, look, no one else is looking at him. <laughs> just uh, Arthur. Uh, yeah, uh, chat is saying, I don't think it was the same guy. I, I think it's maybe a nod. 
I'm gonna look it up. Do it, but I don't think it's the same guy. No, I'm. Yeah. I think that's. He's the same not guy. the only one in this time period that wears top hats. No, that's the same. That's look, the Dutch same is guy. kind of wearing a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll look it. Yeah, I'll so look, yeah. I'll look it up later. Uh, chat saying um, the theory is he's the devil. Yeah, for a Red Dead one. Yeah, Red yeah, Dead that's one. the mysterious yeah. man. That's like what he symbolized, like the yeah. the bad influence on your shoulder. No, I know that you know this. Yeah, Blake, I know that you know this guy in Red Dead Two, but Red Dead Two is a prequel to one, so John Marston doesn't know him. And if if you remember, John Marston never interacts with him. Yeah, but I don't think it's the same guy. I think you're wrong, <laughs> but we'll look that up later. Let's talk about Xbox in Japan. Kanishiwa. That's Japanese, right? Yeah. Yes. What does konnichiwa mean? I think it means uh, like hello, hello or something like ah, that. Konnichiwa. And it's konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Yeah. Should I be a weeb? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Japan, Xbox, for the first time in a long time, in eight years, last week, Xbox outsold the PS5. Now, it's only weekly numbers, and when you look at total numbers, it's not even close. Our total numbers, uh, it's like Xbox, what is that? In fact, I have the numbers here. Xbox total in Japan is at 72,000 PlayStation's at 350,000. So not even not even a third uh, of the total sales. Total sales, yeah, total But sales. it was first week in 8 years that Xbox has beat the PlayStation 5 in sales in Japan. Xbox needs to get into that Japanese market. It wants to get into that Asian market. Phil Spencer has been talking the talk. He's been trying to walk the walk over there, and it looks like it looks like it might be working. Now there are some some issues with stock with the PS5 that is that are helping this for sure, but that doesn't take away from the fact that people still have to actively buy a PS or a sorry a Series S. Well, yeah. What's interesting? Let's just read this. This is from Pure Xbox. It, this data comes from Famitsu, Famitsu, which is like the uh, Japanese news source. And I believe it's Famitsu. Yes. <laughs> and, I'm just messing with you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And they report that the Xbox Series S sold 6,120 units in Japan last week. The Series X only sold 105 units. So there's definitely a preference there. Uh, However, both PS5 models combined for only a total of 2,693 units, meaning Series S more than doubled PS5 sales. In Japan last week. Now, these numbers are down massively on the week prior, where PS5 outsold Xbox Series X and XS, suggesting huge supply constraints in the region with the PlayStation. Still, it's clear the Series S is becoming a pretty popular little machine in Japan, probably down to its form factor and cheaper price unit. And I think that's the key. No, I think that I that's, think yeah. I think PlayStation knows its market. Play, uh, Nintendo knows its market. I mean, when you look at the numbers for Nintendo versus everybody else. It's not even close. For instance, Nintendo Nintendo year to date has one point six million, and PlayStation year to date has three hundred and fifty thousand. Like it's not even close. Nintendo dominates, but I think the Series S. I mean, we've said it ourselves. The Series S is the sexiest machine of the two. You combine well, it's not sexy. It's the it's like the greatest piece of hardware on the planet right now for the price. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, but I think but from, it is sexy from looks wise. I prefer it over the Series X. From looks wise, yeah, looks wise. Okay, sure. I think it's nice. I mean, piece. you don't like a black box, I guess. Got a cool. nice. What I mean, what I don't well, know. I think it's. I think it's, it's the, literally I think just a black. It's box. the size, though. <laughs> it's the color. Well, no, no. I think it's because the the Series S has contrast, so it pops. Yeah, it also more. has the contrast yeah. that. 
Titty pops. And if you want a PlayStation 5, you're just getting a giant router. You so, are. You are getting so a giant So I guess router. you're right. Of, you of the consoles <laughs> right now, router. that's probably the best looking yeah. one. Now, do you think... Do you think going this Game Pass route, that the, uh, going with two different options of consoles, that Jap- uh, the Xbox is going to be able to make some moves in Japan here, or do you think this is a one-time blip due to supply? No, I don't think it's a one-time blip. I don't think it's a one-time blip. Well, Fun fact, though, this has only ever happened ten times. Wait, what? The, a week, Xbox beating PlayStation in week-to-week sales has only ever happened oh. ten times, and that... That was all those ten times was during the three sixty. The three sixty and the three sixty <laughs> yeah. was dumb. And the three sixty had some solid JRPs, first party title JRP. Jeez. Yeah, well, it was the first. It was the first. I mean, given it was the second Xbox console, but it was the first time Final Fantasy came to Xbox through eleven, which was the online game. Yeah. Then you had thirteen, and you had a few other JRPGs. So let's start with Spicy, and then go to Jordan. Spicy, why do you not think this is just just a blip? A one-time, a one-time occurrence. Before I answer that, I'm looking at these numbers right now. We have it on the screen for those listening. The PlayStation Four is still selling units. Yeah, <laughs> they sold yeah. 22 units last week. Yeah, <laughs> woo. Yeah, good job. <laughs> but look how—I mean—that's out of 7.8 million. So I yeah. need, okay, that's funny. Um, I don't think it's a blip because the hardware is great, and I think that there's value in that hardware. It, it, we talked about it right before. It is the sexiest. Not sexy. Well, it is sexy. Okay. Well, we'll say it's the sexiest. But for for what you get, there is nothing that compares mm. to the to the Series S. I mean, we look at the Series X numbers. There was only 105 of them sold in Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so there's clearly it's the Series S is just it is an amazing machine for for it. The value is crazy good. I, I mean. You th- you think about like why the Switch sells too. This is me talking out of my butt again, but the value of the Switch, you can't get that anywhere else either. Well, the Switch doesn't just sell; it dominates. Uh, I mean, they sold twenty thousand last week uh, of just the standard. That's not including the light or the OLED. Oh, they sold thirty five thousand OLEDs last week. Uh, so yeah, uh, comparatively, the number for the PlayStation Five is. 2000 roughly 2000 versus a series s which is 6000 for those listening so no i don't think it's a blip because i mean you sell a good product it's you have a good product it's going to sell and i think this is showing that and i think it's just going to continue honestly especially if you can't get anything else (laughs) so Yeah, I I don't think it's going to change. I think it's going to just continue. Now that you well, now that you're getting people with uh you're getting Japanese uh customers buying this, you're now going to have people that there are now going to be a friend base that has the S- Xbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least 6, one of the biggest things when you choose is where are your friends uh, on a console. Now you're starting to get a player base. They never really had that before. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. That's word of mouth. That's a very good point. What do you play on? I play on the Xbox. Oh, I want to play with you. Okay, get an Xbox. Yeah, get that's an Xbox. a very real thing. Get an Xbox, bitch. <laughs> that's your deal. <laughs> that's not how Japanese people speak. Yeah, that's exact. They sound southern uh, and crude. Get an Xbox, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, anyways, yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion. Uh, very, I don't, I'm sure I'm 
not as smart as a lot of other people, but I feel like once you start getting a foundation of players, it just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan, how about yourself? I think it's like you guys said. I think it's the price and the form factor. Um, I The price alone, really. Because you're thinking, because what, it's half the price of the PlayStation? And I mean, I wonder how many of these people that bought the S also have the PlayStation 5, you know? So it's, it's a nice introductory system to the other systems, mm. you know? It's just like, like how Switch has its light version that sold really well, right? Yeah. It's if you if you play primarily on your Xbox, the Switch Lite is a nice introductory system to Nintendo's ecosystem, right? And I think that's I actually think that's the goal of the Series S to bring you into the ecosystem. Yeah. And uh, no, I think it's price point. I don't know how many yen it is compared to dollars, <laughs> but you know. Why I'm looking at this list, I can I do not understand why the PlayStation 5 digital edition is so low. It's because you I can't don't find think there's that a one. lot yet. Yeah, I remember when, purposely remember when you said they lied about it? Yeah, yeah. You can't pur- find them anywhere? Uh, yeah, you'd think the kinks would be worked out by now. No. You know, I th- there, so the numbers for the PlayStation 5, the, like the CD version, is 2200 The PlayStation Digital Edition is only 450 I think that's a pure supply issue for the digital. Well, yeah, because that's the one I want. Yeah, and you yeah. can't get anywhere. I don't think it exists. I think you're so right. So here, here's the thing. Yeah, they the, don't even exist. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're like a if you're a PlayStation fanboy and you're looking at this and you're saying one time thing, PlayStation has a supply issue. The minute that's done, we're gonna sell. The my problem with that argument is not that it's necessarily wrong from a technical standpoint, but you take advantage of your competitor's weakness. And if your competitor is having Sun Shoe. Yes. Very good. And if you're the com- art of war, the art of war, baby. <laughs> and if you if, you choose the playing field, yes. And if your competitor is having sh- stock shortages, and you are too with your Series X, but with your Series S, you're not. This could be a way that Microsoft finally gets its foot in the door, like you you were saying, spicy. Yeah, the foundation. They're building a foundation. Uh, they've been building it for 15 years, <laughs> but this time. is cr- this is actually super. Interesting. This is a good step forward. This is yeah. Good. Yeah. Is a good day for Xbox. I mean, they're only sold a hundred of the most powerful console on the planet, but <laughs> but yeah. So I'm reading all of the while you guys are talking. I'm reading all of these theories on the it's the uh, it's the stranger. The stranger is that what his name is in Red Dead One? Oh, yeah. for, for Red yeah. Dead you're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> the strange man, strange man. Look, that's him, dude. Anyways, these guys don't even know. Like they're throwing like some people yeah. think this and this. No, I know. I think that's the point of the strange man. I know. No one. Isn't knows. it nice to have a oh, little mystery in your life, though? Oh, it is. Yeah. Isn't it nice? Like they haven't essentially. This is you know, philosophically, pulled his helmet off, so to speak. Like oh. we can't yep. see his face. You just give me a good a uh, good segue. I want. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. You. Speaking of pulling off helmets. Yeah. But the stranger, we don't know. His actual, yeah, philosophical face. <laughs> let's let's jump into our questions, and then this is going to lead Jordan into the Halo season one finally dropped. And you've heard us; you're probably thinking, "Oh no, they're just going to bitch and moan." No, there's some of that. Actually, Jordan has some positive things to say about the season finale here. But before we get there's to it, of of Halo, that, right? there's some of that. Yeah, too. of Halo. Let's talk. Let's let's get Happy Mail's question here. Happy Mayor wrote, wrote in. Now you can submit your question every week over on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash x1bros. Hit the community tab. The mail sack is there. Here's what he says. He says, first off, what's up, boys? Thanks for all you do. Thank you very much. He says, okay, here we go. I am the one person 
that is a Halo fanboy and actually enjoys the series. <laughs> you are. Yeah. With that, with that being said, you must get to the ninth episode. The series seems right in line with what Jordan said: good, but not great. But in episode nine, Happy Mayo says, "I feel it brings it all together. It's a." John to Master Chief prologue. Once X happens, I feel he becomes the video game Master Chief. Never says a word and never takes off his helmet when that event happens. If they change his voice to the original Master Chief voice like the Cortana character, it will save the series for Halo fanboys, in my opinion. The final fight scene was amazing. Jordan, this is in his question. Jordan, what do you think? Because if they do all of season one as like a prologue, then get into season two more in, li- in line with Halo Combat Evolved story. He thinks the series is saved. It's not a bad theory. Happy Mayo. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Jordan. Yeah. One and like David said last week, there's nothing wrong if you like the show. People, there's people enjoying the show, and that's great. My the the season finale was was it was it, it was it, it gave us an an upswing. Because the last episode uh, that we talked about last week that I hadn't seen at the time, which then did go home and watch with the awkward love scene. Okay, hold on, pause. Big Boy Will does have a good question, question in chat. I planned on bringing it home this weekend. Should I leave? Yes. Yeah, let's be... <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Let's let's spoil the shit out of this thing. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm swearing. Let's spoil it. Let's spoil it all. Master Chief sweared. I only have... I give myself episode. one swear word an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Master Chief swore. He did. Good he did. for him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So spoilers going forward for Halo Season 1. Um, okay, yeah. be right back. Just, yeah. We got you. Yeah. We got you, but boy, Will. And those listening, And too. those listening. Yeah, if you're listening, go watch the last episode and then come back. Yeah, but no, like Happy Bale said, I, I don't think it's good and I don't think it's terrible. There's things that bother me, and then like this last episode, I think this last episode went on an upswing because I thought they were going in a direction that was like, whoa. Because let's just say in episode eight, there was this awkward three-way love scene, and it was definitely a three-way. Cortana was feeling it, and it was confirmed in episode nine that she felt it. She felt it? Yeah, it was it was, it was weird. But uh, anyway. That's why she had the face she, that she, she had. She said, I felt it? They, there was a question. Chief says something because uh, one of the characters gets away. And uh, Chief says something like, I, I felt such and such or blah, blah, blah. And the person, the, the commander looks over to Cortana and she goes, well, did you feel that? And she like gave this really awkward look. I forget what she answered, but it was like. We all knew, you know, yeah, like we all you, knew uh, that she felt something. You felt it. <laughs> that it was awkward. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was weird. But anyway, no, it was. There's just uh, the end fight. So he was talking about the end fight. The end fight was cool. Okay. Um, there was some inconsistencies well, with it. Overall, well, before he talks about okay. the end fight, though, he's talking about something happens, and then he feels like. That's in the end fight. John becomes Master Chief. He does, and he he doesn't, and that's where, like. That's where it was cool, but I don't necessarily like how they did it. We'll see. I mean, maybe it'll turn out cool. So basically what happens is in the story, uh, Cortana can fully take over Master Chief, right? Okay. Um, and she hasn't done it yet. She doesn't want to do it. Uh, there's this whole drama between it, whatever. But then during this end fight scene, uh, Chief was like, do it, Cortana. I'm going to die. Just do it. And she does it. And then he turns into this like, in, you know, Captain Insano and just takes on a fleet of Our level 9, yeah, he just goes crazy and it was a really cool scene 
the problem is, or or not the problem. I mean, it was a really cool scene, and and from that point forward, it was very like one of the Spartans got injured. Master Chief just fixes her up with like a makeshift med kit and cord. Uh, what is it? Was it when you burn wounds? Cauterize. Cauterize. Cauterize the wound, and then he's and then he's noticed it. Like, it was actually really cool. And then he's just like, okay, I'm done. And then he just goes and flies the ship, and you're like, all right, this guy just knows what he's doing now. Like he's got a direction. The only problem I have with it is it was technically Master Cortana, not Master Chief, because that's technically Cortana taking over his body to do that. So it made me feel that, well, what's the point of the Spartans? Yeah. When you have AI that can just yeah, I mean yes, be a yes, they, they they do they do you know the Spartans are still genetically enhanced and we got all that stuff right, but but yeah, yeah kind of like you said, it was just kind of like well, well, so are they are they trying to show that Master Chief or like here's Master Chief before Cortana, here's after Cortana, that's well, Master Chief. Maybe that's and the only way they can do that is by. Same. Maybe Cortana that's what they're going is. for, but in the previous episode, episode eight, where Master Chief fights his silver team, him and Cortana, there was a there was a couple lines between them where they were working together, and that felt more of a like, okay, this is it, you know, because yeah. John is still, or Master Chief is still Master Chief, where he's a he, you know, he's a tough, good, lethal soldier, mm. and then Cortana's like his 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 game shark. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, what she is in the game. Yeah, where she goes, you know, put him in front of the warthog, I'll move it, or or coming at your 90 degrees. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I thought that was a super cool dynamic. Mm. I wish they would have done that in this main fight. Now, don't get me wrong. The fight was still really cool. As better than episode one fight? Or just Yeah, because it was basically just like a over 9,000 Master Chief fight. Yeah. yeah. There was some issues with the fight via inconsistencies. For example, Cortana then orders the Condor to come and just... So basically, they're on like this holy temple, and the prophets are there, and then all of a sudden, this wave of covenant come, and there's hundreds of them. Cortana can't even count. She just says they're coming in waves, and here they come. The Spartans are getting all beat up, and it's like a 20-minute scene, and then some weird stuff happens on the ring, which we'll get to. Anyway, so basically, Master Chief goes, lets Cortana take take over his full body, and he goes crazy, and then Cortana comes... With the condor, she orders the condor to come in and just blow all the covenant away. Why didn't she just do that from the start? <laughs> oh, I you, see. you know, you yeah. know what I mean. It's one there, of those. There was, there was also another. There was also another inconsistency when they have the key, which I'm basically comparing to like the index. If you're familiar with the games, like the index that activates that. Well, the key. This I guess it's just showing them where the halos are, right? So they have this key that shows them where the halos are. So the prophets, who are the leaders of the covenant are all in their chairs right there. And um, the Spartans attack, and the prophets literally just kind of float up about 10 feet, and they just watch the whole fight. So Master Chief, or Master Cortana, however you want to call it, goes and grabs the key so the Covenant can't have it. And it shows this really cool scene of Master Chief like basically bench-pressing this huge stone key and the prophets floating in the background. Why didn't they just shoot the prophets? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I said earlier. Details lazy matter. Writing. Details I'm matter. Say it's lazy writing. And I know this may sound stupid, but it's just it's. I I really do think details matter. So, for example, um, we've had this happen in in Halo Two. I think when the chief appears on, and and I know I shouldn't compare him to the games because I know it's it's a different timeline, and I get that, and I am separating it. You know, I take it for what it is. 
But just an example of how that could have been done, just little details, is when Master Chief and Silver Team come, the Honor Guards, which were there, which were the elite Honor Guards, which, by the way, looked really good. They had their cool armor on. Yeah. Could have stood in front of the prophets and like escorted them away like they have we've seen them do in different scenes of the game or, yeah. or you know yeah. just like if the president was attacked they wouldn't just keep them there they would move them the battle yeah. would stay there but they would move well, them. You maybe I mean? they didn't realize maybe this is them showing that if master chief is becoming master chief maybe it's their way of showing that they're not they don't they don't fear him well yet. no they call him the demon they, they know the they know still. he's bad yeah what if and Jordan, it's not that they the, don't fear him. On, it's Jordan. just I just don't know why they didn't what shoot if, them. What if the president wanted to just watch the fight? I don't know how that would work. Not <laughs> I, yeah, it. I don't. I, maybe they wanted to, but but that's still that's from their side. What I'm saying is, as just, Spartans, are, they're just stupid. Why, why didn't you just why shoot did we, there? It was. Shoot. I think. I think they did it as like a cinematography thing, and like just so they can everything's the same or what. I don't know. But I just think little details like that do matter. For example, another little detail going in like to a season review. Um, in episode eight, the Spartans basically fight against each other. Sure, sure. Um, what's interesting about that is in episode nine, after the fight, they joke, Kai, Vanek, and Riz joke about like, hey, would you really have shot me? And they're all like, yeah, we really would have, but I would have felt, it was like this joke scene, you know, about like, hey, I, I would have shot you, right? You know, whatever. In episode, I, I it was like three or four. They tell this story about how they had pets, and and it's basically like a, a Spartan training exercise. How they had pets, and they came, they became attached to these pets, and then these pets were eventually taken from them and killed. And the question was asked, well, why were these pets killed? And I think it was Vanek said, because Spartans can only be bonded to each other. Oh, so see. if we're bonded and we have this brotherhood, and the show has been telling us that that these Spartans have grown up together and, and they have been through everything together, why in episode nine so easily are like, ah, I would have shot you. Our whole life means nothing. I just would have shot you. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... There are holes. Well. Continuity. Just, yeah, continuity is the... the there's Character just, continuity. There, there's a few more issues like that where I just, I don't... It, it's just, I think little details like that do matter. Um, there's other stuff, you know, like the whole Quan thing. I, I really don't like that storyline, like, at all. Yeah, I have not seen a lot of positive things. <laughs> yeah. like that. But okay, let me ask you this: because Happy Mayo, and you said something similar that this gives you hope. This this well, last I mean, episode I know gave this you last hope. episode definitely was an uptick. Like, and I think it was because of the battle. Yeah. So what about Happy Mayo's theory here that that he thinks he thinks maybe this was like a prologue to Master Chief, and now he's Master Chief. No, and that would be cool. Like the way he acted at the end was very. I would say Halo 1 Master Chief. Because as, I mean, playing through the games, you know, even if you've never read the books, just playing through the games, you can see the progress of Master Chief. You know, in 2, he gets a little bit more chatty. Uh, Halo 4, he's much, he's a little bit more emotional with Cortana. You know what I mean? I, I would say he he's more, ma I mean, it's the longest he's ever had his helmet on in one scene. So he's definitely more Master Chief in this last episode. Yeah. Um, We'll see where they go with the story. I think it could be cool. Like, the, I, it could, I mean, anything could be cool. We'll see what they do with the the, the story going forward with this Cortana. Because Cortana, from what I understand, is in full control of him. Like, he technically isn't John 117 anymore. This is Cortana controlling him. Yeah. So we'll see where they go with that, and, and, and we'll see what they do, and that'll kind of, you know, that'll, you know. So if, if 9... Let's 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 say they redid 
but to, sorry to answer Happy Mail's questions, I did like that last scene where he did he did feel more like a Master Chief. I like his idea of maybe now he's a Master Chief, but then I don't know. It takes away that humanity that he has because now he's just an AI, and I don't know. I, I it can I don't know if they they could do cool stuff with it. We'll just have to wait and see what they do, but. I do agree with him. I did like that last scene where he was acting more like the Master Chief that we know yeah. from the canon timeline. Someone, I forget, I saw it in chat. Someone asked, does this play better if you watch it, the whole series, together at once versus the week to week At now that it's all over? I think it plays just the same. It plays just the same. Yeah. It's going to... Put you Mediocre. On a, it's going to put you on a roller coaster of anger yeah, the, well, emotions as a I, Halo fan. In my opinion... There's stuff that they do good, which is really cool, and there's stuff that they do bad. And I was telling you this before the show. When they do it bad, it's really bad. <laughs> it, I think. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no, I don't know, middle ground. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Because it's, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like there's a few, like there's few, there was no great episode. You, you know what I mean? I They came in that first episode and got you hooked with that first 15 minutes. And then from there, there was nothing that just like, that had you, other, I guess the ending scene was a really cool fight, but even taking all the episodes together, there was no great episode. Uh, I mean, I think my grade still stands. I, I probably wouldn't say a C plus anymore. Now seeing the whole season, I would give it a C. It's not terrible, but it's not great. You know what but, I mean? It's just, but you are not I'm, writing it completely off. You're no, waiting I'm, to see what well, they do with season is, two. This is what I hope. I I think there's a lot of people on the show that are doing a good job. I, I think I have no problems with the actors. I have you know even the actress that plays Quan. I think she's a good actress. I just don't like the character Quan. Yeah. You know, I, you know I. The story and the writing is is mostly where I have my issues. My like take the games out of this because I know a lot of people say like oh well just. Don't think of the games. I, I trust me. I am not thinking of the games. This is its own story, and even with it being its own story, I, I feel like it has its issues. I hope that the producers and and the writers and some of these people take some of this feedback and incorporate it into season two, and and they don't just attack the fan base that's well, watching it. And and don't get me wrong. There's 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 some fans out there that are you know. Crazy people, yeah, making like death threats, which is literally crazy because it's just a TV show. Yep, you, you bro, calm I mean? down. Yeah, it's like it's like world to don't, begin with. Don't be a crazy person. And and yes, you know the 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 producers and stuff can 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 write them off. Also, they're producers crazy, but don't be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. But I I do hope they legitimately say like, okay, well, this is what people liked. This is what people didn't like. How can we incorporate this into season two? I I hope that's. I think everybody wants the show to be good. There you, you go. Know? There you go. Happy, that's what I hope for. There you go. Happy Mayo. Great question. Thank you very much for writing in. To your point, Blake Densley in chat, Barbara Blake says, there was talk about the actor who would who played Master Chief not coming back, meaning he would keep his helmet on all the time. That's the theory out there can, in season two. Can I, can I say one thing? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just this thing about this show. I, I don't know why. Like, I'm okay with the helmet coming off. No, I'm not. But don't be like stupid about it like why is everybody like all right let's put like the driving scene let's put our helmet on to drive now let's take it off you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean and i i have seen people out there well there's uh, lots of bugs well i have to, yeah you don't want to get bugs <laughs> yeah. in your mouth i have seen people out there saying like well i mean like if you think about it the you know if you're a soldier you don't always wear your helmet you'll take it off when you're at base and stuff and it's like yeah that's fine but these guys are taking it off in like the middle of a hot zone you know like 
Like, for example, Kai, who I actually think is a really good character, and I was telling this to Mark. I actually, I, all the Spartans, I actually think are really good characters because they are based off a of blue team, which are really good characters. So I hope they actually dive a little bit more into the Spartans in season two. But Kai takes her helmet off in one scene, and the Spartans beat the crap out of her because You're it's like, like a train. And, and, and yeah, that was like, last episode. Example right? one: Don't take your don't helmet take off. It's and like, then it's like then, at the end of a football game when you're shaking hands, you don't then, take your yeah. helmet off in yeah, case the fight breaks out. And then another thing. She's running towards uh, Dr. Halsey's ship. She does this crazy, you know, uh, Super Saiyan jump, and she gets in, and she slams down, and she runs up to Dr. Halsey. The whole scene stops. She takes her helmet off, and she says, hey, Dr. Halsey, and she does this whole dramatic thing, which, by the way, was another issue with the writing, which I'll, you know. Anyway, then she gets whacked in the head with a wrench. It doesn't hurt her because she's a Spartan, and it was just like a normal dude. But this way, you don't take your helmet off. <laughs> so Spartans are stupid. Yeah. Maybe they've not, been, not yet had that training. They're learning. Oh, okay. And I just, one more thing, and then I promise I'm done. And I told this to Mark right before you came in. Yeah. And there's so many shows that do this, and it just really bothers me because, Vent, and this baby. I think is, I think this is just like, this is that laziness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to create drama when you don't need to. Stuff goes down. Basically, the Covenant are going to get this key. They're going to know where the Halo is, and we know the Halo is a weapon. Yeah. And they're going to fire it. Yeah. Right? So, Master Chief groups up the Spartans. He says, hey, guys, Covenant's got the key. They're going to destroy the world. Let's go get them. Priorities. Everybody goes, deal. And then Kai, again, a character that I like, goes, okay, perfect. I'm going to go get Dr. Halsey and ask her a personal question. (laughs) See you later. Okay, and sounds, was, sounds good. Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah, and it was just like... <laughs> and then that scene like turned into nothing. It was just like, why? Like, guys, these are Spartans. Despite their stupid inhibitor chip that they have or whatever, they are <laughs> trained soldiers, and you're telling me that the universe is at stake. She's going to go ask Dr. Halsey a personal question. Yeah. You know, why, I mean, just, why not? Yeah. Anyway, but overall, I hope season two goes well. It'll be interesting to see where they go with the series. Yeah, there you go. Happy mail again. Thank you very much for that question. Yeah, good that, question. That does us for today's episode, everybody. What a what a fantastic episode, fantastico. Oh really? Went by that fast. By, by that fast. We're at an hour six, baby. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, we just. Sorry, I like that. I'm gonna comment. go. I'm gonna go do a deep dive this week on the strange, the strange man. Good. I think I want to play Red Dead Two. Yeah, I'm telling you. Don't even I need follow a, the story. I hope I have time. I've been having my like. David, these this week's been bad. I've been like twelve hour, fourteen hours work. It's like bad. Oh yeah. It's like bad every day. Oh yeah. Drive me crazy. Uh anyways, yeah, shall we I'll hit that button, I oh, guess. Oh, there's a comment in chat. This is why they put AI in because they didn't think train them to think. They didn't that's, train them to that's think. actually kinda how it feels sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect comment. Perfect yes. comment. Perfect you know comment. how you you know how you fix the whole helmet issue? I know you want to press the button and get out of here, but oh, yeah. uh you uh, you know I think it was Blake said in chat that the actor might not come back. How you do it story-wise is you have him put on this helmet and have someone kick him in the balls as hard as, like, just Covenant, just r- and then his voice changes into the voice actor. The of, voice of actor. Chief, yeah. Like, and it's permanent. Or have him be in, like, a Darth Vader situation where he has to wear the helmet or he dies. Yeah. Actually, Blake brings up a good point. When Kai ran to Dr. Halsey, it was a dumbest crap question anyway. Like, it, uh, yeah. Anyway, what so, was the question? What's her name? It's Kai. <laughs> <laughs> now that's way more important to know than to save the world. The world is ending. Well, we're being, so, yeah, it's so well, We're about to face well, the, utter destruction. 
They did this like weird. And thing. I like, have to deal with my adoption issues as a Spartan. But maybe she had a different name. Uh, no. <laughs> See I you guys. So. Have a good one, everybody. It was a